Chapter Eight of Born Again. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Gaby Cowan. Born Again by Alfred Lawson. Chapter Eight. Greediness considered a virtue among my species surely i must have misunderstood her thought i once more seating myself preparatory to beginning my mental journey with arletta and i was glad to know that she would shortly view our civilization as it existed feeling positive that she would then change her ideas regarding my species being lower animals i felt that it was my own fault because she harbored such an opinion and that i was to blame for being such a poor representative of my race for her to judge by now let's be off said she as i feel that my time will be short with you and we had better make the best of it while it lasts time short with you those words gave me more pain than if a sword had been thrust through my body by all the gods of eternity i would not care to live ten minutes if anything happened to that heavenly being thought i gazing at her with rapturous feelings of tenderness call me a lower animal a hideous creature or a greedy pig and treat me like one if you will but do not leave me stay and let me be your slave forever those were my sincere thoughts she understood them but made no response settling back in a comfortable position with my eyes fastened upon arletta in loving adoration the scene changed instantly and i found myself once more upon the rocks in the middle of the sea the sun was just rising in the east and another day was begun then our meteoric flight commenced and quicker than it takes to relate i was high up among the clouds and peering down at a familiar landscape i recognized the location at once as the district occupied by and surrounding cape town south africa i had been there before but how peculiar everything appeared now as i looked down from above i could plainly discern the harbour and great tableland in the scene before me although apparently shrunk in size but the city itself resembled a little toy village while the largest ships in the harbour reminded me of the tiny boats i used to construct when a child and float about in the bathtub but where oh where was the greatest of all exalted things that for which the entire universe and all that it contains therein was constructed mighty man he could not be seen in fact he was as completely invisible as the pestilential germ on the back of a sick flea if i only had a microscope thought i perhaps i could see him then i began to descend until finally i discovered innumerable little creepers moving about in all directions they were men at first sight they looked to be about the size of ants but as i got closer to the earth they increased in bulk until they appeared to be at least three inches in height and then 
their importance became noticeable as they moved about in great numbers and i came into close proximity with them i observed that the actions of some was apparently sensible but that the doings of the most of them was positively ridiculous for instance here was one set of creatures diligently toiling to produce something and getting nothing while here was a set of idlers doing absolutely nothing but receiving everything the real producer of all the necessities and luxuries of life was actually giving nine-tenths of the fruits of his labor to a class of loafers and schemers who took it as a divine right and then begrudged him the one-tenth he received of his own production i observed that for every one of these producers there were ten non-producers who spent their time and efforts devising the best ways and means to confiscate that which had been produced it seemed strange that the producer would allow this state of affairs to exist but he did and seemed quite elated sometimes to think that the non-producer would permit him to live at all i noticed that most of the non-producers were fat and bloated from being overfed and from gasoline prepared liquors and that they were clothed with the finest materials the producer could contribute while the producers themselves were lean and hungry-looking objects and were dressed in rags i had seen these same things many times before without giving them any consideration but now for the first time i felt that there was something wrong with the people of the world it seemed to me now that the entire system of human endeavor had been started wrong and was running along upside down but what was the cause of this curious state of affairs one word alone explained it all selfishness and then there came to me a sentence the imprint of which was never been effaced from my memory viz selfishness is the root of all evil eradicate selfishness from all human beings and the earth will be heaven oh dear reader go over those few words again and again ten times fifty times one hundred times if necessary to thoroughly impress their full meaning upon your intellect study them practice them teach them sing them to all the world take them for your everlasting motto and will have no need for all the stupid theories ever created by man eradicate selfishness from all human beings and the earth will be heaven and now i observed that great numbers of these little men were being unloaded from the various ships in the harbor and upon landing started immediately in a northerly direction i understood the reason gold had been discovered in the transvaal and thousands upon thousands were coming from every quarter of the globe in anticipation of getting some of this metal and what is there about gold that caused people to go such vast distances and bear many hardships and even risks their lives in desperate efforts to obtain it is there more real value to gold than other metals not at all 
there is no more intrinsic value to gold than brass but centuries ago a semi-savage glutton discovered that he could not eat all the swine he could raise nor legally steal all his contemporaries could breed so he originated a plan whereby he would secure for himself what others had produced through the agency of a financial system in which gold could be used as a medium of exchange he found that he could get other and less crafty savages to go and dig the gold for him in return for swine he also found that the breeders would exchange swine for gold so he started by giving the diggers one swine for ten ounces of gold and the breeders one ounce of gold for ten swine this transaction he called business this system of business has been handed down from generation to generation until it has become a part of man's very nature he knows very little of anything else gold being the financial medium of business he is taught to crave it in his infancy and as he grows older gold becomes his idol his god in order to gain possession of gold or its equivalent man forgets his soul and sells his honor he is willing to crush the weak cheat steal or even murder his fellow-beings to obtain it and no matter whether he has little or much of it he considers any person insane who dare suggest the abolition of the financial system which permits individual accumulation and breeds selfishness and crime with a change of mind i landed thousands of miles further north into the interior of uncivilized africa the home of wild beasts here something occurred which caused me to think that after all perhaps arletta was right in classing my species with the lower animals under ordinary conditions i should not have given the incident a second thought but now my mind being directly connected with hers i was no doubt impressed in the same manner as she while viewing these things a party of english gentlemen were on a hunted expedition they appeared to be intelligent beings of aristocratic birth men whom the average individual will take as examples to emulate but here they were in africa thousands of miles from home with the sole purpose of killing something for pleasure a short distance away was a family of lions a male female and several cubs the lion and lioness lay close together apparently casting loving glances at one another and enjoying the antics of the little ones who were playing together nearby occasionally the little ones will run over and kiss their elders in a most affectionate way which seemed to greatly please the parents never have i seen a family of human beings display so much real affection toward each other's as this family of lions but alas their happiness was at an end man's appetite for killing must be appeased one of the hunters had caught sight of the happy little family and slinking behind a tree before his presence became known to the lions he signalled 
to his comrades who sneaked forward from tree to tree until they were within easy range of their prey then fixing their rifles and taking deliberate aim at the unsuspected victims and without giving them any chance to defend themselves or little ones these so-called brave and civilized hunters pulled the triggers and the happy old lion and the lionels simultaneously expired pierced by a dozen bullets and what became of the little ones the sight was too pitiable to describe after the effects of the first fright caused by the noise of the shots had passed they instinctively rushed to their parents for protection oh the anguish depicted upon the faces of these little things when they discovered that their loving progenitors were no more their looks and moans were heart-trending but there were others made happy a sudden shout of joyousness burst forth from the throats of a dozen civilized men who eagerly rushed from behind their fortresses to view the work of destruction they had displayed fine marksmanship and were greatly pleased good shooting said one of the brave fellows A splendid exclaimed another but what shall we do with the cubs asked the third better finish them also remarked a fourth as i am very fond of cough meat and would like nothing better than a broiled steak from one of their little carcasses after a few minutes parley a decision was reached that it would be uncivilized to allow the little ones to wander about the jungle alone for fear that they might become the prey of other wild animals so they killed them, them also and filled their stomachs with them and after they were through a flock of vultures descended and finished the work men and vultures are somewhat alike in this respect they both eat the flesh of carcasses but good work can be said for the vultures however they never kill end of chapter eight recording by gabby cowan in Kingston, Ontario, Canada.